Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels, your book club for movies. I'm Josh. And I'm David. This week on the show, we're talking about Pixar's new film, Elemental, a movie some on Letterboxd called Pixar's Shark Boy and Lava Girl. We also talk about the big power outage that kept us offline last week and how we're ready for Indiana Jones. Yes, very excited for Indiana Jones. We've got all that and more this week on So Many Sequels. Be sure to check us out online at SoManySequels.com. There, you'll find links to all of our social media accounts and our catalog of past episodes. Be sure to also subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. And without any further ado, enjoy the show. For anybody listening or watching who doesn't know, uh, we weren't, we were supposed to do this episode last week. We didn't because uh, we got hit by this kind of freaky strong storm in the middle of the night and it Mm -hmm. knocked out power uh, to like a whole metropolitan area. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And some of us, uh, it lasted longer than others. So we're, we're all out of sorts, or at least I have been. Yeah, it was a uh, uh, crazy storm. Most of northeast Oklahoma, if not you know most of the whole eastern half, completely knocked out. Some for as long as uh, seven days. There might still be some who don't have power, as far as I know. I haven't looked at the, the maps today. There are at least last time I was uh, driving around this afternoon. Um, there's still some traffic lights out, and not many. Most of you know, it's cleared uh, up, but there's a few out there. They said 700 poles went down or were partially taken down. Like, that's a lot. Galilee. And, you know, uh, it, 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 uh, many people have pointed out uh, uh, on my station's comments or TikTok account or wherever that uh, why aren't these wires under the ground, you know? And that's a, that's a good question. It's a good question. Uh, uh, the wires out here are under the ground. Uh, but I relatively new addition so it's kind of why that's the case but uh i lost power uh, as well not for very long i kind of felt bad for everybody else because it was like i was like i was like um it's one of those things of like i felt bad because (laughs) i was not in the situation you know what i mean and i was like i was like i feel really bad things are good for me you know like it just sucks um not good for me really i was actually going through a whole totally different uh kind of uh, kind of events over here but we'll get into that on this here podcast fair enough fair enough well so suffice it to say uh we we took an unexpected week off uh but we're talking about elemental mm-hmm. this week the brand new pixar movie um i think i remember watching it but it has been a second uh, did you go see it a second time, or was that something else you saw a second? No, time? I saw Spider Man a second. That's time. That's right, you went and saw Spider Man. I took my time. I took my little brother to see Spider Man. You know what? Before we get into Elemental, real quick, how was it the second time? Did more stuff stick out to you? You know, um, it it was just as good the second time, but it was uh, I under I was able to catch more of what uh, Hobie said. Mm. Uh, you know, with his with his quick talking British slang, it was kind of like he lost me a few times the first time through. Was able right. to be a little bit more 
uh, able to listen a little better and be ready for him. Uh, and that kind of goes to a lot of other things, a few other a little little tidbits I caught here and there. Uh, I did notice just how much the ending is like one of those movies with like seven endings. You know what I mean? It was like, oh yeah. Uh, I I realized as I was watching it, I was like, you know, there's like seven different places that to be continued could have gone up because You're not like, wrong. It was like big, 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 big reveal. And then a little bit more, and then big reveal, and then a little bit more. You know, so like I, I'm, I'm not saying that as a complaint. It's just something that I noticed the second time watching. I was like, in my head, it was so the first time through, it was so like tense, and oh my gosh, and of course this is where it ends. And then I'm like watching back the second time, realizing, oh, you know what? There's a lot. There's a lot of good places they could have said. They could have said we're done. Hmm. Uh, anyway, interesting. I'm excited to watch it again. Um, everybody, if you missed it, go back and listen to our full episode. A discussion of across the spider verse um like the first half of that is pretty spoiler free so looking out for you uh but back to the main topic we are gonna we are talking about pixar's elemental um letterbox describes this movie as opposites react in a city where fire water land and air residents live together a fiery young woman and a go with the flow guy will discover mm-hmm. something elemental how much they have in common Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the the basic premise of Elemental. Uh, this is a movie where um, you should take that description quite literally. Uh, the, our main characters are a, a fire ember. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what you call them, a fire person. Fire person. <laughs> and, and a water person, which is just like a glob of water shaped like a person. Right. Uh, so that's, that's uh, kind of what we're going with here. Um, first thoughts. David, what'd you think? You know, I thought it was a really nice movie. You know, um, that was kind of the the vibe from the 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 very the couple of different trailers they'd put out was like a little cringy and a little ugh, you know. But I think it was one of those things where they were like, we have to sell this thing to kids, you know, and so like they're like, the fire people are a little silly and the water people just don't know when to stop or whatever. And you know, it's very it's it was very this summer. But um, the movie itself, uh, I thought was very nice. I, I didn't think it was necessarily like a revolutionary uh, film in, in, in any regard. But um, I said this in my letterbox review is that, you know, for the most part, Pixar has a formula and that's like buddy movie, right? Is you got whether it's Buzz and Woody or uh, Marlon and, and Dory or Mike and Sully or lightning mcqueen and mater they have you know they put two people together that don't that shouldn't fit right and then they're they're just buddies for the movie that's you know it's a pretty standard formula you have a few that don't necessarily follow that formula as well you know like the incredibles or something but here they went for their first real i would say romance or romantic comedy and Mm -hmm. it follows a lot of those tropes and i think it does better than i expected it was cute at times it was a little bit more mature at times than uh, than I expected, and uh, not all of the, you know, it's a it's it's not just a romance, but it's also kind of like an intercultural relationship. They're kind of very two di- very different worlds. Um, I don't know if all the metaphors work super well, but you know, I I I found it charming for the most part. I found it quite quite nice, and, and uh, you know, by the end of the movie, I was, uh, I was, I was pretty chill with it i don't know that's 
Oh, that's that's pretty, what I remember so far. Pretty chill with it should be like <laughs> our pull quote on the poster. So the movie, so many sequels called "Pretty Chill with It." Pretty chill. Uh, you know, yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you said there. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed uh, the movie. It wasn't really what I thought they sold it as being, um, and that could just be a problem with trailers, which is common because it, mm-hmm. it wasn't fully what I expected, but it wasn't surprising because mm-hmm. it does kind of follow the Pixar formula, like you said, and it goes into much more mature concepts than some of your typical uh, kid family friendly movies go into. But I kind of liked how they handled it here. Um, there's a lot there's a lot going on in terms of metaphor um and there's a lot of big topics it's trying to tackle you've got um the romantic comedy going on at the center right Mm. um then you've got this cultural divide thing going on where you've got the fire people immigrating um, to water Watertown. Well, just to Element City as a well, whole. Well, Element City, that's right? What it's called. Element City, right? Yeah. To Element City, and naturally, all the elements uh, kind of stick to themselves. Um, they've got their own worlds, their own towns, their own cultures, and they treat each other uh, like you would expect. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes fine, sometimes not good. Mm-hmm. And so you've got that aspect, but, and then you've got this father daughter thing mm-hmm. of growing up into what your parents want for you, but then realizing that that's not what you wanted. So I thought it tried to cover a lot and maybe it could have done better if it got rid of one of those plot points. Because mm-hmm. I felt like some of them weren't, it didn't feel fully like earned the resolution at the end. <clears throat> and that's what keeps me from calling it like a super great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's pretty good. And it's better than um, the last couple Pixar's, I think. What was that? Um, Lightyear. And then before that. Um, well, we had Turning Red. and Turning Luca. Red was pretty good, actually. I don't know if I'd say it's better than that. But it's better than Lightyear. Yeah. Um, it definitely is a movie that keeps its story kind of small scale. Like there's not necessarily like a big grand adventure all across element city or anything like that. No, And I do like that about yeah. it. I like that. It, I like their smaller scale stories sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're right. It is, it isn't, there's an, it's very much an immigrant story. The story about carrying on the traditions of, you know, your, your, your people, but also being, you know, interested in striking out on your own and starting mm-hmm. your own legacy in a lot of ways. And so like, you know, like you said, where the, you know, where the con, where the, the two characters sort of intersect and how they impact each other becomes, I think it, it works at times and it doesn't at, at others, you know, um, Wade, the uh, go with the flow guy, as you described earlier, go with the um, flow. he was, he was like um, pretty typical. He was like fanfic boyfriend because he was like very empathetic yeah, he was very, like a manic pixie dream boy. He was. He was. He was everything. You know that. You know he was very. He's very. He understood her feelings, and he tried to like say, "Oh, you know, like that's." And he's very. He's very weepy. And very honestly, supportive. I, and, yeah, I, I do have to say that I was. I was genuinely did start laughing 
as the as the joke went on that he cries about everything and then his parent his family all cries about everything water people yeah. just just very prone to crying um they even play the cry they even play uh, a crying game not the crying game that's a very different movie but um yes. but that that did that joke actually did start to get at first i was like oh okay, okay whatever but then it did get me by the end um i thought that um the 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 uh, lead character Ember, uh, one of my favorite. Her their last name is Lumen, which is one of my favorite words. Uh, Lumen, as in luminosity, that's the metric by which you measure brightness. And sure. uh, so, whenever you're buying uh, light bulbs, be sure to get the one with the best lumens or the most lumens. Uh, I've learned that uh, the hard way. <laughs> because if you know, this you got low bulb lumens, is too dim. It's too dim. You need, you know, you got to up the lumen factor. You need like a thousand lumens. Nothing more um, frustrating than a dim light bulb. You're not even helping it at this point. It's the worst. Or when you get a light bulb that's like orange, and not like a like a like a good a good solid uh, natural tone. Yeah. Um. But uh, I ended up liking her as well. Like she like she was very you know both the characters were very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. I was kind of surprised that the other elements weren't more involved. There was only like a couple of other characters that were like whatever the other ones are supposed to be wind and earth. And they didn't really, they weren't really like a big part of the story, um, which surprised me. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think that's where, that's where I feel like, you know, some, we missed out on some stuff because they were trying to hit so many of these, of these big themes. Uh, Cause yeah, we don't uh, cloud or whatever you'd call it, sky, I guess yeah. sky and land are not represented by a main character or even a side character like this, like fire and water are in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the most you got is like the Claude, Claude, Claude. the little boy who yeah. is like in love with Ember. Yeah. He's a, a dirt boy, a Claude, yeah, a he's Claude a, of dirt. He's a little boy. <laughs> and the, then they, I don't even, I can't even remember a Cloud character. Um, uh, <laughs> no, well, there was, there, well, there was Gail. And she was the one that like uh, got them into like you know she was the one who was like uh, Wade's boss. Oh but, right, uh, right, right. Yes, of course. Uh, she yeah. was voiced by um, I I can't remember. She was voiced by uh oh from Reno nine one one Wendy McCle- McClendon oh. Covey. She was also on the Goldbergs, I think. Yes, she's very funny. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and and to point that out now, this actually. You know, we talked about this a few weeks ago, or we've actually talked about this a couple times this year mm-hmm. about casting and animation. Mm-hmm. Probably the least star-studded movie I've seen yeah. in terms of animation casting in a while because like most of these names, I, to me, are, are unknowns. Yeah, no, I agree. I, and I noticed that too. And I appreciated <laughs> it because it's like, it just shows it doesn't matter. You don't need You don't need a famous name mm-hmm. uh, just for the sake of having a famous name. This movie works totally well with people who might otherwise be unknowns to, you know, most movie watchers because uh, they're great. I think the voice cast in this is great. I don't have any mm-hmm. issues with them. And I do uh, really, you grow to really love both of the main characters, I think. Um, at least I did. Mm-hmm. You appreciate them for the different things they bring to the table. Um, Wade is because... like, he's too pure for this world basically <laughs> yeah um yeah at, at the same time you know the the it kind of it kind of i don't know if this is like the if this was the plan but they are very much 
defined by their physical attributes, right? Mm -hmm. Of their fire and their water, right? Yet they were really well-rounded characters, you know, like they weren't just, you know, Ember wasn't, you know, a hothead just because she's on fire. Like, you know, her, her frustration and her anger all stem from very justifiable problems or, or, or insecurities in her life. And Wade's not just, you know, a crybaby because he's made of liquid. Like he is very, he's very empathetic. He's very, he's very conscious of other people's feelings. Right. So, I mean, they're, they're well-rounded characters, um, which is, which helped a lot. There were a lot of puns here. Uh, we, we did not escape the puns. I mean, their names first off, but also, you know, if you watch around the movie, there's tons of just hidden, uh, hidden, hidden, you know, jokes around the movie, just based on water and flames and earth and wind and all that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the, from a story perspective, I think others may wish that the immigrant story had a little bit more bite to it, but it did feel authentic. It felt true to the experience of some people who, uh, who, who are living the immigrant story. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It, it I mean, it definitely, they make clear what their message is, uh, for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, it just only could have been better probably, but, mm -hmm. but they nail it, um, did you have any parts that kind of stuck out as hmm this seems this this is taking me out of the movie a little bit because I have one. Oh, uh well you go ahead and maybe maybe I'll think of one. Uh they just I they just play Quidditch in this movie. <laughs> they do. There's like an extended <laughs> Quidditch scene that took me out and I was like this is Quidditch. Uh we're not calling it that, but it is. <laughs> um all the in the in the oh, cloud in the sky portion of Elemental City. Yeah, the clouds. Well, the, the name of the team is the Windbreakers. Yeah. Um, and their their theme song is and their their call their their chant is uh, I think break wind toot toot. Um, yes, toot toot which is very very funny. Love I don't know if the thing. kids in my audience got it, but I I was like okay, all right. Um, you know I don't know if there was anything that took me out per se. Um. There was, I mean, there is the awkwardness of him, her having dinner with his family and them, them asking very like, uh, traditional, like micro aggression kind of level right. questions yes. where I was like, oh man, this is awkward because yes. I, but I'm also used to seeing that in like Bernie Mac movies. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like, this is a pretty tame, uh, example of this situation, but a very real, a very real situation where it's got different cultures colliding. Um, but no, um, nothing, nothing took me out too much. Um, that's a good question. I'll have to try to think. I had to watch it the next time I think about it, but I didn't have anything like that. There were also a couple moments of animation that really impressed me. You know, a lot Pixar is, is known for really pushing out, uh, kind of boundary setting animation mm -hmm. and the two moments that stuck out to me in this movie, both were were related to Ember, and it's mm -hmm. when she is uh, dancing on the crystals and mm -hmm. showing how the chemicals react to her flame and change colors. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is really anytime she does this, but particularly when she uh, re remakes the vase, the broken mm -hmm. vase, by melting the glass. Mm -hmm. uh, when she melts glass, that's super cool to watch. Yeah, the glass melting was 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 mesmerizing. Um, Wade needs a talent because he didn't have any. 
there's a there's a subtle one where uh it basically anytime ember is in the dark she puts off a glow right and i just thought that every all, they went to a movie and she was like lighting up part of the of the the dark room and so she covered herself and so it kind of went away a little bit and i don't know it just kind of felt like this nice moment of like she's still lighting up the whole like lighting up the room but it's dimmer now um there was a moment spoiler there's a moment where um wade takes her underwater in a bubble and she gets to see this flower and as she, as he guides her up the the light that she's emitting that's bringing all these flowers to bloom i just thought that looked amazing i was like i was like yeah yes. this is their this is their this is their their when it when they nominate it for best animated picture this is going to be the sequence that they show at the right. academy is this little thing right here he um wade helped um helped ember like fulfill this childhood dream of seeing a, a vivisteria flower mm-hmm. um which yes. was just a cool moment she could never go down there because it flooded mm-hmm. and that this is part of you know the whole fight between water fire and water wife mm-hmm. her father especially hates water mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's it's a theme throughout he's always yelling about water and here now we see water um helping her get to see the thing that she grew up thinking it ruined mm. it's nice it was great it was a very touching moment um and yet you know the whole time you kind of get why there's kind of this this resistance to the relationship like well what can they possibly do uh this can't possibly get to to, to fourth base uh or to home plate whatever whatever the metaphor is there <laughs> whatever analogy but you they can have a, a steamed child who knows um but I also on a, on the on the animation level though they, um, Pixar did a there was a some kind of um, conference TED talk like seminar thing uh, uh you know showcase thing that they did where they talked about how these characters um aren't animated in the in a traditional way you know most um if you've ever seen a behind the scenes of, of an animated movie you'll always see like them like posing these little models that have like this sort of rigid skeleton and that's how they animate on computers. Well, these characters have no skeletons. Right. Like, so they're like just these pure, you know, uh, uh, gosh, they have a word for it. Like they did, they're just pure fire effects that they're manipulating and pure water effects that they're manipulating uh, using the computer. So like they're, it's groundbreaking in that sense and that they don't, they're not being animated in a, in a, what is now the new traditional way um, in computers. And so that's, it's groundbreaking. I don't feel like enough people are going to notice that or care about that um, because it's just one of those things that's not obvious. You know, you just think like, oh, they can do anything. You know, I, I saw them bring, I saw them make fish talk. So like, they well, and, and when it works really well, you don't notice it, you know, yes, you don't, exactly. you'd only stick out if you're like, huh, she, they are very weirdly shaped. That just doesn't make sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does. It does work really well. In fact, they play with it a lot. I mean, um, Ember it grows in size just like a flame would, changes colors just like mm-hmm. a flame would when it gets brighter. Wade has a funny moment when he pops out of a tube and he's out of shape, but he's like super buff. <laughs> uh, and then he yeah. flattens out and he's just a, a flabby man. He's just a little regular looking dude, you know, just a regular old water city inspector. And, you know, there is a part now that I think about it, that it didn't take me out of the movie, but it did. I was just like, uh, it was one of those things where the animation was so specific 
that I get, it, it, it made me both uncomfortable and yet I couldn't look away. And it's a moment when um, this song feature, the movie features a song by a singer named, I'm going to say love, love. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's either. a super earworm song. It, it, it was stuck it in is. my head for like a day or two after, but there's a part where it comes on during their sort of like a uh, date montage and Wade dances by doing this little wave with his belly. And yes. I was I don't like that, but then I was also kind of like, well, but I kind—he looks so happy though that I now I do kind of like it. It was very uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, uh, I I don't have much else to say other than I think that this movie's better than the returns it's going to get. I think that it's a it's a nice yeah. movie. It's not the greatest film Pixar's ever going to make. In fact, I would probably put it in the middle of the road overall. Oh, yeah. But it's but it's very it's very good. Like if you're looking for a pretty chill movie that you do not need to have seen a sequel, a prequel to, or you feel like you want a movie that you don't have to overly think about too much. Mm -hmm. I'm not to say that it's dumb. Like across the Spider Verse, you have to think a lot. <laughs> yeah, know? it's not that it's dumb. It's that and, it's, and, it is simple and easy to follow. It, it's not yeah. you know super complex multiverse stuff like all the other kids' movies that are coming out. No, it's a. It's a it's a very easy to follow story. That's not to say that it's dumbed down or stupid or anything like that. It's a very it's a very it, it has moments of maturity. It has moments of silliness, but I would say that it is pretty like what you said a pretty chill watch. <laughs> it's pretty we're pretty chill with it. Yeah, I, I I agree. You know, we'll get to our our final ratings later in the show, but. I'll in my review by saying I recommend it. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. if you're looking for something, if you're looking for a good under two hour excuse to go sit in an air conditioned theater for a little mm -hmm. bit, it's a good one. Uh, you could do a lot worse. You will laugh. You will probably feel good at times. Uh, it's good. You can go watch the movie. Uh, and I think we'll see here in our um, box office segment that there seems to be some good word of mouth coming out of out of the opening weekend. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's hear about that a little bit. Okay, well, um, you know, the uh, Elemental opened uh, just for us last week, the week of June 16th, 2023, um, to the number two spot behind The Flash. Uh, in its opening weekend, Elemental brought in 29.6 million, um, which many have talked about is the second lowest opening weekend for a Pixar film. Um the earlier one, one of the early movies, uh, I think has that record just because Pixar was still kind of getting its, uh, getting its name together. But, um, but like I said, uh, the flash opened above it with 55 mil, uh, Spider-Man across the spider verse fell in number three with 27 million transformers rise of the beast brought in 20. And then the little mermaid still, uh, hanging in there with 11 million fourth weekend. Now, like you said, though, Seemingly pretty good word of mouth because we can talk about its second weekend numbers in which it only dropped 37%. Now, that's a very good second week drop. Most movies we talk about at least 50%. Uh, a lot of superhero movies recently have had drops of 69 to 72%. So for uh, for Elemental to only drop 37% in its second weekend bringing in 18.4 is actually a pretty solid second weekend. Like You can't really ask for much better than that these days. Um, so in its second weekend, like I said, about an 18.4, it did fall to the number. It's, it remained in the number two spot across the spider verse, jumped back into number one, uh, with 19.3, uh, the flash and, fell to the number three spot with 15 million. And 
just another nice observation to make here. Uh, you could, we could make jokes about Transformers and and the Flash, but it is cool that we've got two fully animated movies as the top two uh, in the box office this week. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that's neat. I don't know how often that happens. Um, yeah, it'd be especially an with Spider Verse being in number one in its fourth weekend. Yeah, jumping back into the back into the number four spot. And you know, the funny thing, it didn't make more. It just dropped. It only dropped twenty eight percent. Like dropped it's less, also. Yeah. It's also got very good, uh, had very good legs. It's hanging in there. Uh, it'll continue to hang in there, though. Sony will probably leave that in for uh, several more weeks. Oh yeah, it eventually heads to Netflix. When you look at when you look at this weekend's box office in particular, there's no reason for that movie to be at number one, being in its fourth week. Uh, no, it's because so many bigger should have been tent poles came out mm-hmm. um, that it's just like what is happening anyway. And you know. In an in in an alternate timeline, a Pixar movie and a movie based on The Flash probably should have been huge opening weekends. Like we're talking Jurassic World and Inside Out when those two movies came out the same weekend. Um, it was they, a big weekend. Those it was huge. It was huge. Inside Out made ninety million dollars and was the number two movie. Um, so like the those two probably should have been better, but because uh, for whatever reason, Pixar has struggled with its return to the box office, mm-hmm. um, and uh, some of that is on probably Disney holding it out of the box office for longer than it should have, but then also just the audience has not come back yet. And so part of it is that, and then The Flash having just really, oh gosh, so many controversies. You, you could write podcast. a book, and people probably will write a book about what happened to The Flash. Oh, but, yeah. Um yeah, I agree. There's an alternate universe where those both do really well. I think Pixar's what Pixar has to figure out is, you know, regardless of what they want to point at as to the reason why their box office return has been kind of flat, uh, Pixar used to be appointment viewing, and I don't think it is anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, but their quality hasn't really dipped. I don't think most would say. Mm-hmm. So what happened? And that's what they need to figure out how to fix that. Yeah, because that's the that's I think that's why a movie like Inside Out ended up with a ninety million dollar opening. It's like, oh, the new Pixar, we have to go see that. Yeah, yeah. People don't think that anymore. No, for some reason, you know, and you could argue that the other, you know, other animation studios have caught up um, in a lot of ways, but yeah, I I don't know yet. And they have um, before this movie came out, they had a trailer for their newest movie, Elio. Um, Yeah, maybe we'll get lucky. I don't know this um this particular uh the elemental reminded me a lot of onward when it came out in terms of like how it was sold and then what the actual movie was it, you know like both are very nice emotional heartfelt stories but they're sold as sort of like these sort of like wacky comedies or big adventures and like neither of them are those things mm-hmm. um so anyway <clears throat> grand total so far uh, Elemental's up to 65.5 million in the United States, 55.6 overseas for a worldwide total of 121 million. Um, for the Elemental is sitting at number 15, just behind Evil Dead Rise. And uh, the number one movie of the year. Hang on. Uh, oh, the number one movie of the year right now is Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. With Across the Spider-Verse, uh, just behind. Probably might pass it soon. 
Little Mermaid number two, number uh, number four. Excuse me, these numbers are wrong. Little Mermaid at number three, and Ant Man Quantum Mania at number five. No, that can't be right. So, no, wait, these numbers are all wrong. Yeah, you're all wrong. The number one movie of the year is Super Mario. No, the number one movie is Super Mario. What happened to this? Oh, you know what? Something weird happened where it where the top line of this got erased. Anyway, We're Super Mario Brothers news. is number one. Then Guardians. Then Spider Man. Then Little Mermaid. Then Quantum Mania. That's it. Sorry. I was yeah. right about Elemental, though. It's so number 15. Yes, you were right about that. And I um, imagine it'll pass Evil Dead. Yeah, I think this movie will probably have decent legs, you know. Um, probably not Super Mario Brothers level, but I think it will... Or or even Spider-Verse level. But I think it'll... Now, let's see here. I am, um, I'm hopeful for it. Super Mario Brothers is still in theaters and brought in... Three hundred and sixty thousand dollars this weekend, so okay. So a little bit more for it, but it's it's probably it's probably about to wrap up its run because it's already available on digital rentals and stuff. That's true. Well, let's look at some of the popular reviews for Elemental here on Letterbox before we drop our guesses for what the community has rated it as. Um, we've got. I'm going to tell you right now. We've got a range of wild reactions. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the most popular review, two and a half stars. Uh, what the fuck was that pruning scene? I don't <laughs> quite remember that. It's when the they 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 they're on the, the hot sponge? air balloon. No, it's the hot air balloon, and they run across the two dirt people, and they're like picking each other's apples. And oh, they're like just doing a little pruning. Okay. Pruning, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, um, what exactly is this metaphor for? Four stars. Watching this when you're single is worse than being waterboarded. <laughs> Three stars, cute, but they're no Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Well, there you go. Uh, three, a cute watch for sure, but Pixar has lost its spark. I don't know about that. But they've lost. They've lost, they've lost their, something. They've lost their heat, maybe, but their sparks are still there. And then this one, I don't f- agree with at all, but I'm, but I think it's funny. Uh, one and a half stars. They put animated movie about systemic racism and family expectations into chat gpt and this was the result no no that's funny though <laughs> it's a funny no, my, it's a my, funny review but i don't like it my favorite review that my wife read was a uh, wet side story wet side story is pretty good that's wet pretty good story. yeah i'm i'm annoyed that that's not the top one yeah it's really should people that's funny uh okay so based uh, on that uh range of reviews where do we feel like Elemental is sitting right now on Letterboxd? I say a 3.4. Oh man, 3.4. Okay. <laughs> um, I cannot. Oh, you put me in a spot. I don't think I could push it higher. Whether or not I agree, I just don't think I could. So I'm going to go. I'm gonna go with an even three and see see what we're at. Even three. Yeah, yeah. That's a good gap. Yeah, we don't leave we don't leave big gaps often. Okay. Uh, mother effer. It's it's you again. Listen, <laughs> if we do not have a direct hit, but you're closer by point one. This is a three point three. No, a you're 3. closer 3. by yeah. You had three point four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You are off by one. Or by point one, but dang it. Yeah. Well, that's pretty solid. Pretty solid. I, feel all, I guess I feel all right with that. You do? 
with the with them ranking it at three point three with the the letterbox community so far at three point mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Um, I, personally, I'm gonna give it a four, but okay. that's that's uh you know, I had a good time. You know, I enjoyed myself, yeah. so you know I'm gonna give it a four, and I think you know I'm fine with that. I am going to give it a three point five. Okay. okay. Um. And that shouldn't, I don't know. That's not a bad review for me. Sometimes no. people are like three and a half. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. I know. My <laughs> wife gave it full five stars. My wife loved it. And you know what? I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't even argue with that. If, if someone comes out of there loving it that much, yes, call it five stars. And you know what? I'll say this. Maybe I'm wrong. A lot of the Letterboxd community would agree that I'm wrong. But I think it's fair, it's fair enough to put it in any rom-com uh, watch, watch marathon. You know, like it, it fits the bill. Yeah, why not? I mean, uh, better than Pixar, some. Pixar has has handled romance as a as a main theme in some of its movies before, but never quite to this like rom comedy level, rom communism, as Ted Lasso would call it. <laughs> rom communism. Rom communism. That was a that was a that was a crazy um, one eighty that he does. He goes, "I believe in communism." No, rom communism. That is. It's a great moment. It's a great moment. I'm with Ted on that one. Um, <laughs> rom communism is the right way to go. <laughs> so, okay, knowing okay, well, we're done. I guess I forgot that we just gave our reviews. Our, our we did reviews. three, three, three and a half for me and four for you. That makes uh, okay. uh, something. I don't know what does that make a three point three point eight for. I think it's like three point seven five mm. to be technical, but yeah, that would round up. So whatever. I think that's fair. I think it's fair too. Yeah. Um, it's it's in the it's it's over letterbox so mm-hmm. we're more fair than them. Mm-hmm. That should count for something. I think I think ultimately for a lot of those other reviews, I mean, this is I, we don't usually get this adversarial. I think to rate this lower than a three, I think you're just being a jerk. Like I do. Like I don't think the movie is. I don't think the movie's bad enough or offensive enough to be worse than a three. So yeah, I mean, unless you just didn't like it yeah. for personal reasons, but yeah. I don't know. So I, yeah, go. I would have to agree. I don't see it. I would. I don't see a reason to put it under three personally. Yeah. But yeah, and maybe and I don't know. We Garrett didn't show up for this. He was gonna, but maybe Garrett has bad opinions. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I didn't get to talk to him in depth about it either. I I think he liked it though, if I remember right. Well, no, no. Garrett's gonna come on. He's gonna give it a two. I know he didn't he didn't come out of it talking about it being trash so there you that's go. something uh, okay well uh, I'm let's tease next week a little bit because I'm really excited uh, we're, we're doing Indiana Jones next week and the dial of destiny yes you pumped I'm very excited the last uh, time I'm certain that we're gonna do an Indiana Jones movie at least a new one it should be with um, Harrison for longtime fans of the show and for 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 new time listeners, uh, Indiana Jones was where I came into the show. I yeah. came in to do uh, the Last Crusade, and that was my first episode. And then a couple more uh, series later, I, I joined in for the Avengers, and then I was stuck. Yeah, or they yeah. were stuck and, with me anyway. Well, all of the above, and now full circle moment where we're back to to this, and and we'll do Indiana Jones five, and then we'll have to kick you out because there's no yeah, more. It's true. There's I've, <laughs> we'll have completed. Um, they, I've been the rewatching. I've been rewatching the other ones uh, mm-hmm. in the months building up. Uh, so I'm excited. I still need to watch Kingdom of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and then I'll be I'll be ready. Yeah, I've been rewatching them too. 
I went and saw Raiders of the Lost Ark in theaters a few weeks ago. It was re-released for an anniversary. Uh, and then, you know, watching the others on Disney Plus, I've got a couple um, to catch up on too this week, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, uh, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. <clears throat> so anyway, we'll be talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny next week. Be sure to go see that in theaters as soon as possible in order to avoid spoilers, because I'm sure we will try our hardest and then just let loose like we always do. So yes. go watch the movie in theaters. You're going to want to anyway. It's Indiana Jones. If if Indy can't bring you back to the movie theater, I don't know what can, because Harrison Ford can still kick some ass. All right. Um, that's the show. We'll see you guys next week. Be sure to find us online at so many sequels.com where you can find links to all of our social media accounts and um, our catalog of past episodes is all there too. So go check that out, subscribe on YouTube and in your favorite podcasting app, and we'll see you next time.